You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're at 4 p.m., and on Thursdays, we're at 3 p.m. All the shows are heard here exclusively on octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show in the future as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast times heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. The show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Business Magazine, and Smart Stop Self Storage. The goal for this show was to help you, our listening audience, make better and more informed business decisions. If you're listening to the show live today and you'd like to join in on the conversation, it's very easy to do. Simply find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website, log in with your Twitter handle. This will bring you to our engineer, who today is Paul Roberts. Paul will bring your thoughts, ideas, and questions to my attention, and then I can work them into the conversation that I have planned today with one of our two guests. If you're waiting for my interview with Christopher Buckstein, director of the Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman University, well then stay tuned, because he'll be joining us a little later in the program. Our first guest today is Wayne Breitbarth. He is an author as well as a business owner, and Wayne joined, is joining our show today to discuss the recent changes to LinkedIn, which are affecting and making it more helpful for you to use the platform. So without any further ado, let's welcome Wayne to the program. Wayne, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Well, thank you, Rick. It's so great to be back on. Yeah, that's right. You are a returning guest. We've had you on before talking about this your book, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. And let's get right into the interview. I guess, Wayne, I'd like to start with asking, you know, what recent changes to LinkedIn have been made that are really helpful and maybe on the other side of that, maybe also frustrating? Yeah, well, let's start with the helpful ones. Uh, a lot of changes have taken place since about last fall when we all got upgraded profiles and many really cool things are on the, the new profiles, but the two I like to point out are uh, there's one thing called the professional gallery, and what that is, it, it sort of replaced all those things we used to have that were called applications, all these different applications that we could put video and audio and pictures and those kinds of things in our profile. Well, all that has now been replaced by your professional gallery, which is your ability to either use a link or an upload for video, audio, PDF files, slideshows, you name it, but just a way to show your audience something other than just the words that you're discussing in your profile. Very cool, and you can hang those documents and links into each of your job sections, which you never could do that with the applications, and to an educational section and to your summary. I just love that section. Now, the other thing I love to point out that's new is your ability now to search into just one person's connection group. So, for example, I can go into, if you and I are going to have lunch tomorrow, I could go down to your connections and 
and and and it's on your profile now. Click on the magnifying glass, and I could search using keywords and parts of the country and other uh, search criteria, and say, "Hey, Rick, how about these three people? Would these be nice people for me to look to uh, meet?" And it's because I've done that homework to figure out who's in your network. Now, it may sound a little creepy, yeah. but really all I'm doing is coming prepared to a meeting to say, you know, are there a few referrals here, Rick? Uh, would these help me? Really a powerful tool, both of those. Now, on the annoyance side, I don't know what word to use, but annoyance, the, the endorsements, I'm telling you, there has been nothing on LinkedIn that has caused more questions and more Oh my gosh, what is this crazy thing? I'm getting endorsed by all these people and I don't even know who they are and oh, they're the wrong words for me and oh my gosh. LinkedIn did not go to do a good job of rolling out this this tool called endorsements and it's causing more confusion than than benefit. On the other hand, I think what's going on there with endorsements is sort of the yelping of people and it requires us to put a strategy forth. And once people understand the strategy with the endorsements, I think it, you can make it work for you, but it just doesn't work very easily or intuitively for people. Yeah, Wayne, let's stay on that for a second then because it's unclear to me the value of the endorsements. So when you say put a strategy together for endorsements, can you help me to understand what would be an example of a strategy for endorsements? You bet. So think of it this way, Rick. Think of the skills that are being endorsed as keywords. Okay, so as I look at yours, I was looking at it before we got on the on the air, and you've got entrepreneurship, leadership, marketing, public speaking. Those are all great, but I was ready. I wanted to endorse you for radio host or a radio show, and that's on there. But it has six and it has just six endorsements, so it shows up fairly low on your list. But at least it's on there, so I have the chance to click that so that it might move up. Things like leadership. You know, I'm not so sure that anybody's going to look for a leadership guy in Milwaukee or Los Angeles in your case, right? Right. And so I want you to think strategically as those words being more keyword importance as opposed to maybe really the word that they use as skills or expertise. And so that the managing part is making sure you get the right keywords up there. And it might even be brands of things that you sell or, you know, um, products that you sell. It might not necessarily be skills and expertise, but then make sure you're continually looking for new words or keywords to be adding to your profile and get rid of the ones that make no sense. Like I see people that have the word like basket weaving in amongst the fact that, you know, they sell certain things and all. And there's basket weaving. I say, well, what the heck? How did that get on there? And they say, well, I don't know. It's just up there. Well, what happens is LinkedIn prompts you when you land on somebody's profile to endorse people. It's an engagement tool for LinkedIn. And it throws up words. Some make sense and some don't make sense. And the next thing you know, you've got things on your profile that really make notes. Like business, you've got one, you've got 20 endorsements for business. Well, it's okay, but it's probably a little bit too broad to really help you. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't help my brand as the way that I expect you know people to think of me. And, and, and I appreciate the fact that people are taking the time to endorse me, but um, to your point as well, some people are endorsing me for skills that, frankly, I'm not sure how they know I have that skill. Yeah, and it was just LinkedIn prompted them with words that LinkedIn guessed. I mean, it must have the computer program set up to find certain things in your profile, and then the next thing you know, they send it. Your When you land on your profile, like I landed on your profile, a big blue box pops up and says, do you want to endorse Rick for the following things? And some are appropriate and some aren't. Wayne, for all the changes, what what remains the same on LinkedIn that people still don't kind of understand or use? 
What what they don't get, Rick, is this whole idea of the importance of keywords and how <clears throat> keywords on your profile multiple times in the right sections as you are telling your story are going to help you move up in, in the relevance of a search on LinkedIn. But even more important than the keywords uh -huh. is people are not understanding that connections on LinkedIn are the gas in the tank. What do you mean? And that by connecting with people, you move up in relevance on your search, but it also allows you to see so many more profiles because you're allowed to see profiles of people who you're connected to and their first degree in full. You get to see full profiles, even if you're not paying, of first degree and second degree. And every time you add a first degree, it allows you to see people's friends' full profiles, but then when they search for you, even if it's a friend of a friend, you show up higher in the search. So connections are everything. And I like to keep saying they're the gas in the tank on LinkedIn, and people still just don't get that. So for an entrepreneur or business owner that's out there listening to the show today, Wayne, and they say, well, you know, I have a fill-in-the-blank, you know, 500. I don't know the number, but I have. What's a relative number of connections that, in your experience, coaching and working with business owners and executives to use LinkedIn as a, as a powerful tool? What's a what's a good number that uh, uh, where you have value in the number of connections that you've established? I mean, I think the value starts to happen around a, a couple of hundred. I think once you get to a couple of hundred, you got enough mass. Now that being said, Rick, it depends on your business too. You know, like my business is, I could help people all over the world with LinkedIn, and everybody should have a copy of my book. So that's a lot of people, right? And because of that, I may have a broader reach on LinkedIn or a broader strategy than, let's say, what I used to be when I was an office furniture guy here in southeastern Wisconsin, where that was my marketplace. That, those were the people that I wanted to meet. So it really sort of depends on your strategy. But I will tell you, it takes a 100 or two, or even I would like to say two for the most part, to really get some traction on LinkedIn and, and get some critical mass moving your way. Good word. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass, the radio show. And when we come back with author Wayne Breitbart, his latest book updated, just recently updated, is The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. And we'll come back, and I've got a couple more questions for you on, on LinkedIn and usability. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for this interview. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsor. <music> Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. 
I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smart old way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This show is one in a series of weekly programs. If you know of a potential guest for our program, and that would be a thought leader, a business executive, someone who has transferable knowledge and ideas and would like to share them with our audience of CEOs and business owners, then please contact us by visiting our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Select the contact page where you'll find an email address and a phone number. Reach out to us, and our producer will be happy to work with you and discover if you know someone who could be a future guest on the radio program. That might even mean you, if you fit our criteria. We'd love to have you on the program. All right, back to our first guest today, published author Wayne Breitbart. We're talking about the second edition, his updated and expanded second edition of his best-selling book, The Powerful Formula for LinkedIn Success. I guess I'd like to ask you, Wayne, what has LinkedIn added lately to help companies and organizations to be more effective on the site? So what's going on from the company standpoint is this. Their company profiles have existed for a long time, but they've upgraded those and now call them company pages. And so every company should have a company page. It's free, no charge, just like a regular LinkedIn profile. But what it allows a company to do, to do is have another marketing channel to a different audience and this the audience on a company page are not not connections they are followers similar to Facebook in their called followers and these are people who click on the follow button because they have interest in hearing for the from the company and that could be interest about working for the company that could be products and services it could be a partnership and so it's and, and you don't agree to have people follow your page anybody can so you do have like your competitors will follow your company page and you should be following your competitors page as well so you can send out status updates you can list your products and services you can get recommendations for those specific products and services you can have videos for your products and services explaining them and customer testimonials so it's a really really cool marketing tool and here's one of the added benefits rick if you Google the name of your company, once you have a company page on LinkedIn, that page will show up on probably the first or the second page of a Google search, as will your product and service page on the first or second page of a Google search. So anytime a business owner can control those slots in a Google search with the kind of information they put forward, you've got to take advantage of that. Do you find many small and mid-market business executives know about these company pages and are using them? No, I find that the people who understand the company pages are Hewlett Packard, Dell Computers, LinkedIn, Coca-Cola, the larger organizations and the smaller ones who can get just as much marketing benefit out of it. They don't even realize that the potential exists. Are you finding that people are using the company pages as a as you said as followers as engaging a community in a conversation are when they have the company page are you finding it's an effective strategy? for companies to reach out to a community of followers? I think um, it's a matter of um, <clears throat> getting followers, 
no different than Facebook, doing some things to encourage followers. And, and like, I'll give you an example. I came up with a new ebook called The 10 Mistakes That Companies Are Making on LinkedIn. And I got done with that ebook, and I thought, you know, this is going to could be one way for me to gather followers that will ultimately be a part of a marketing channel. That's really what the follower thing is. And I saved that ebook, and I and I told the people, anybody that's a follower on a certain date will receive this ebook before anybody else. And I picked up 250 followers in a matter of a month sharing that in emails and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And now I've got over 500 followers that now I can continue to talk about my classes and my updated book and just my regular LinkedIn tips to try to educate them. So, you know, the, the company page doesn't do much when it has 12 followers. On the other hand, if an organization has 25 employees, let's say, and they'll all attach to your company page, and you start sending out status updates from the company, but all of those 25 employees either share or like those company status updates, that marketing information, which maybe could only go out to just the company followers, now goes down the marketing channels of each and every one of those 28 employees. That's where it can get to be powerful. So it really does take some thought and planning to properly use the time you're going to spend creating and maintaining a company page on LinkedIn. You got it. It's like anything, isn't it, Wayne? You get nothing some nothing get nothing for something or something for nothing. You gotta put the energy in to get the results. You really do. And you know, I love company pages, but I will tell you this, somebody could say to me, Should I spend a bunch of time on my company page and I'll first look at their personal page and the number of connections and what they're not doing and the personal page, and I'll go, I'll tell you what, you work on your company page a little bit more before you spend the time because it'll get you further down the road on LinkedIn, and then maybe in a little while you should work on your company page. Okay. That's that's important advice, and I think if I had a gong here, I would uh, clang it for a teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen. I, we're listening to an expert, Wayne Breitbarth, who is author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, giving us some ideas on a very powerful social media tool, LinkedIn. You know, what do you think is on the horizon for changes for LinkedIn, Wayne? I think they're going to continue to try to get us to engage more and not use it simply as a great research site where we jump in, look at people's profiles, and leave. And uh, things like the, the moving the status updates up to an activity box right on your profile, things like endorsements, as, as um, sort of annoying as they are right now, they're going to continue to bring more and more engagement and more and more CRM benefit. They've added a recent tool called LinkedIn Contacts, which is an optional upgrade, free by the way, to where you can upgrade your network to do certain things like keep track of the last time you contacted them and a bunch of things that we, we use all of us might use some other tool for. I think they're so I think they'll move in the direction where they want to be your sales force or your you know your act because we've already got the people here and the information's more current than any place it could be because the people keep it up. So I wouldn't be surprised if that whole movement starts to take place. I also wouldn't be surprised if we have to start paying for things like a company page. As it gets to be a better, better marketing tool, everything is free currently on that. And, you know, long-term, they're just going to want to move more and more of us to a, a paid account. My last survey says about 15% of the people are on a paid account. Now, that is increasing from uh, every year that seems to grow on the survey that I take of the people that follow me. So I think they're going to get more and more of us to move there and realize maybe we have to invest a little bit of money to get some of the tools we love on LinkedIn. Would you recommend 
someone who has a LinkedIn strategy, who is you know has already done kind of the rudimentary things, consider a paid account on LinkedIn? You know, I would need to take it case by case a little bit, but in general, Rick, people do not have to upgrade um, unless you run into some of the walls that are put up by LinkedIn to ask you to upgrade. So one example would be like, who's viewed your profile, right? That's a great feature on LinkedIn. On the free account, you get to look at the last five people who looked at your profile. On the paid account, you look, get to look at the full list. So when you find a feature like that one that works for you, that you lo love looking at the people who are looking at you, you reach out to those people and make something happen, you may want to upgrade. So it's sort of case by case and feature by feature. But in general, the better you get at LinkedIn, the more it's going to make sense to pull your credit card out and spend your $15 a month and get some of these additional uh, accesses to the features you like. Let's talk about someone who hasn't done much on their LinkedIn account. Unfortunately, um, I, I I do see when I work with CEOs and business owners that uh, may, many of their employees have a more robust LinkedIn profile than they've taken time to create. So, Wayne, what would you recommend someone should do right away if they really haven't done much on their LinkedIn account other than do a basic setup and accept connections? Well, you better sure make sure that if somebody lands on your profile – and people do, as we know, because we just talked about that feature, that they understand what business is, what is going on in your business and who are the kind of people you like to meet. Way too many people, and I do see a lot of CEOs, who simply have put just a little bit of information on their profile, and when somebody lands there, they go, I don't even know what this company really does, nor could I help them or, or could they help me. And so I think you've got you've to just think in terms of the reader do they understand what my business is and what kind of people I would like to meet more of? And so that's where, it, 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 if I asked a business owner, he'd tell me, but he just hasn't transferred many of those ideas onto his profile. So I think that's what you got to do is more, even more important than the connections is to make sure that prior to you starting to get a little more aggressive on the connections that your profile stands out and is clear what your business uh, um strategy and needs are you know Wayne um, I know that you are an author because I have a I have both copies of your book first and second edition in my library I also know that you speak frequently you're traveling now and you have been for some time an in-demand speaker on LinkedIn success do you also do uh, personal coaching professional coaching for individual companies and 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 executives I do and that's getting to be more and more popular, especially for executives. I mean, what I'm finding, Rick, is that <clears throat> executives, once they see a few of the things like the, the searching feature and the who's viewed your profile, when I show them a couple of features, they go, oh, my gosh, that is pretty cool. But what they have a hurdle with is sort of divorcing themselves and sort of their the personal insecurity about LinkedIn. And believe me, I mean, I had it for the longest time, too, because it, we weren't we didn't grow up on this stuff. And they have a hard time divorcing that from the fact that we might have to lead our team and our organization in an area where there's a lot of opportunity for finding employees and customers and you name it, and, and sort of get over how we sort of personally feel about this whole new space of social media. So, and a lot of times that, that consulting takes place with this encouragement to sit down and show them a few things, and then the light bulb goes on, and then they're ready to lead. 
we have numerous conversations in the peer groups that I that I lead out here in Southern California, Wayne, about social media strategies. And I almost find sometimes people don't realize that LinkedIn is a very powerful social media channel. And I think the reason for that, Rick, is is because it gets lumped into this bucket with Facebook and Twitter and there are so many things going on on those two sites that are really non-business that because it gets lumped in with them, it's like, if they're like those two, I really want nothing to do with it. And then you think about it, there's, it, LinkedIn is so unlike those two. You can't do the research that you can do. Like I'm looking at your profile right now and I'm learning all the stuff about you. This first time I was ever going to talk to you, I could strategize on how we'd meet. You can't get that off of Facebook and Twitter. So I think they just get lumped into that social media space, and I think that hurts LinkedIn's identity tremendously. And it's not as sexy in some ways. You know what I mean? I don't mean to sound, I don't want to sound immature when I say that, but I, but I think there's been a lot of buzz around, certainly around Facebook, especially you know as the IPO led and just other things that have gone on around the high-profile case of, I think most people know who started uh, Facebook. There was even a movie right about Facebook. LinkedIn to me seems to be like that employee that you have that maybe isn't as showy as the other employees you have, but when you really look for business results, they're the ones that are delivering to the bottom line. And that's how I feel in some ways about LinkedIn. When we used to think LinkedIn was for job searches, it has come so far from just being a great tool for people to look to hire or people find a job. It is much more of a business tool now, and it is, I think, very appropriate social media platform for all mid-market and small entrepreneurs to utilize. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with every one of those comments. So you were kicking and screaming into using LinkedIn. You, you admit on in your book, and when you I know when you talk, and we talked about this the last time, that you were skeptical about the power of LinkedIn. You, and so you've really transformed yourself in addition to, as you said, being in the furniture business and an entrepreneur, you are now a recognized international expert by virtue of the work that you've done with LinkedIn. If there's somebody out there who says, geez, you know, I'm still not sure that LinkedIn is right for me. I think Wayne is just trying to sell his book. What was the, what, can you think back to the moment where you, where the light bulb went on and you said, my God, this tool has more power than I ever possibly could have realized? I remember that moment clearly. It was in a hotel room in Holland, Michigan. And what I did, the feature that I that I tried fairly early in my ex, finally experimenting, is when I when you do an advanced people search, when you click the word advanced up at the top toolbar, and I could access the entire LinkedIn database using keywords, parts of the country, schools people went to, and I could see who my friends knew. And to me, what, what that, that told me was, listen, Wayne, you know a lot of people. You've been in business a long time, but you've never been able to know who your friends know. And then we connected the dots, and we could start figuring out when projects were taking place in Milwaukee here, and projects usually buildings and remodelings, and we could start to reach out to people that we knew a friend knew and get an introduction. I thought, that is powerful stuff. So it was the advanced people search, but then the ability to see who knew who with the people that I already had hung out with over the years and go, oh, my gosh, you know that person? He's building a new building. You think you could introduce me? And, of course, I would, Wayne. Amazing, isn't it? And that was how long ago, Wayne? That was five years ago. Wow. So uh, you were LinkedIn. I, I don't even know how long LinkedIn has been around as a platform, but I know it's been around uh, 
longer than that because I remember using it at my previous when I was president of Delphi Connection Systems. So that was seven, eight years ago. So uh, it's come a long way over those few years. If someone was looking to purchase and learn more about LinkedIn, if you want to do that, I would say the power formula for LinkedIn success written by Wayne Breitbart is the first place to go. How do they find your book, Wayne? Best thing to do is go to Amazon or to my website. My website is powerformula.net. And if they do that, can they also see your speaking schedule or if they're interested in maybe getting more help beyond the book, maybe some personal coaching on LinkedIn, can they find out how to do that on your website as well, Wayne? Yes, just just hit the contact section and I'll be happy to uh, discuss that with you. Or, hey, connect with me on LinkedIn. There's no better platform than that to start a relationship. <laughs> That's almost so obvious. I'm embarrassed that I didn't ask, that I <laughs> suggested myself. Well, Wayne, I appreciate you giving us a little bit about what you know about LinkedIn, sharing a little bit about the content that's in your book. Thank you for being a recurring guest on our show and continuing to to teach people how to use LinkedIn as a tool to kickstart their business brand and their job search. Wayne Breitbart, thank you for the time and welcome. You know, continued success with what you're doing and and being a friend of the program. Thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for having me on, Rick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Wayne Breitbart, author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. The revised and second edition is available. It came out just a little bit earlier this year. We're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, Christopher Buckstein, Director of Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman University, will be our guest. So stay tuned for our second guest after these words from our sponsors. The Orange County Business Journal has ranked Commerce National Bank the 26th fastest-growing public company in Orange County, and they remain a Bauer Financial five-star institution. President and CEO Mark Simmons attributes the success to how well the bank treats its customers and employees. Commerce National Bank simply delivers personal service at a higher level than its competitors, while offering technology on par with the big banks. If your organization could use a new business bank, call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they will handle the rest. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We're beaming to you live, streaming live to you from the Tech Space facility here in Costa Mesa, the brand-new studio of OC Talk Radio. I'm looking out over the beautiful city of Costa Mesa. We're right near, for those of you that might know, uh, Orange County and Costa Mesa. We're right near the Performing Arts Center and across the street, from the mall, which is the South Coast Plaza, of course. I'm sure those all of you out there know South Coast Plaza. Um, for those of you that listen to our show as an MP3 download, a podcast, either from iTunes, Stitcher, one of the other podcasting services we use, we'd like to say thank you for your continued support. 
Uh, the last 30 days have seen over 7,000 downloads of the various programs that we have up on our podcasting site, which are all of the shows that we've ever done here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net, or you can find them from our website, Critical Mass for F-O-R, business.com. All right, let's turn our attention to our second guest. As I said before the break, Christopher Buckstein is on the phone. He's our guest. He's the director of Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman University. Christopher, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. You know, what what was your career like that led up to Chapman University? So I had a really unique entrepreneurial background. Uh, I started off with an undergraduate at Cornell University's hotel school with a path towards hospitality when I graduated from the university. Uh, I bought my first restaurant at about 21 years old uh, in South uh, Florida, in West Palm Beach, and got into an automobile accident. And, and uh, because of that injury, after a few years, I uh, found myself kind of exploring other opportunities to, to explore entrepreneurship. Uh, went into wholesale produce for a while, uh, hard money lending, corporate debt transactions, some real estate deals, uh, and led to uh, a master's degree at Chapman University and launch of a, of a construction company as well, Dynamic Construction Services. So uh, currently today, uh, I operate Dynamic Investments Incorporated. I'm an investor with Tech Coast Angels. Uh, I run uh, Dynamic Construction Services as its president and serve as the director of the e-village at Chapman University. Wow, you are a multifaceted entrepreneur, aren't you? That's interesting background. Thank you for sharing it with us. Let's Thank dis- you. Let's discuss eVillage. Uh, for those that may not be familiar with it, c- can you can you share a little bit about what the Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman University is? Sure. So it's the brainchild of Dr. Sudek at Chapman University. It's about uh, a vision that's a little over two years old, and uh, we've been in operation now for a little over a year now. Uh, and the vision was to, to help uh, uh, expand on the ecosystem here in Orange County and, and expand on the entrepreneurial ecosystem by providing uh, space for accelerators, uh, venture capitalists, uh, incubator, uh, and other resources for the community uh, to help uh, expand entrepreneurship offerings here for, for both our students, our alumni, and the community as a whole. Is the e-village just for students, or can others use its resources? So the accelerator format's available for the community, uh, both locally and beyond, uh, run by K5 and our new accelerator, Chick Labs, which is a female-oriented uh, accelerator. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a number of offerings out there for the community, including a speaker series and, and, and numerous other programs, including uh, Startup Weekend and Startup Weekend Next. Let's talk about you and the other work that you're doing here as an entrepreneur in the business community. I always like to ask the entrepreneurs and business owners who are our guests on Critical Mass Radio Show, Christopher, if they could talk a little bit about, of all the things you've learned, um, what's your guiding principle? What is your overarching belief system that you apply both to your role as the director of the Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman and then also in your business? So I have two principles that I kind of, kind of lead by one started off younger when I was uh, an athlete, not a good one, but an athlete nonetheless, uh, when my coach always uh, directed me to keep my feet moving regardless of what the circumstances were, to keep the ball moving forward in whatever sport I was involved in. And uh, I think that's a good application for entrepreneurs today. 
generally, we, we see the promotion of uh, a lot of good in entrepreneurship and a lot of the fun parts, but there's often bumps along the way. And it's important to always keep your uh, figurative feet moving through that process. And then uh, my goal is, uh, and, and my goal of my my students and, and participants through the program is to see them do their best work. It doesn't mean perfection, but it sees the, see them do their best work uh, at all times. Excellent. We're going to take our next commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, uh, Christopher, I'm going to ask you to talk about the Leatherby Center for Student Incubator. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsor. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching top executives here in Orange County and Southern California, that advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. We deliver over 20,000 highly targeted Sponsor impressions a month. To learn more, contact our advertising department at area code 949-887-4104. All right, let's return to our guest, Christopher Buckstein. Chris, before the break, I was going to ask you to talk about the Leatherby Center Student Incubator. Can you discuss this program? Sure, absolutely. So uh, open last uh, April, uh, the incubator started with eight teams um, made up of both uh, our undergraduate and graduate students from the business school, as well as a, a key component of uh, majors across disciplines across the entire Chapman University campus. Uh, we began expanding shortly thereafter to include some alumni teams and even uh, the occasional team from the community. So what is the curriculum? Curriculum is based on, on a lean startup methodology. Ah. Uh, we're, we're able to use uh, Blank, Reese, and Austin Wilder's uh, methodologies uh, using the Lean uh, Startup and Business Model Canvas uh, as a focus and, and core uh, to, the, to the education that we provide. And then really, at the end of the day, 
uh, my role is to connect uh, the many mentors that we have uh, available from many, many disciplines uh, across entrepreneurship who uh, look to guide and, and provide assistance to our entrepreneurs as they go across what's often their first launch. And how do you find these successful entrepreneurs slash mentors that are utilized by the students in your program? So the, the many of the mentors come from the community here at large. Uh, some are alumni from the program, but many are business leaders uh, who've come to see you know, what Chapman's trying to do in the community and have been connected uh, either through uh, Dr. Sudex network or myself. Uh, and really at this point it's become uh, and reached a tipping point where it seems like uh, we have access to, to, to whatever resource it is that we're looking for. Uh, mostly through the generosity, again, of those those mentors. How much time do you devote to the Entrepreneurship Village at Chapman University? So it's a full-time uh, role for me, which makes it difficult as, a, as an active entrepreneur. So uh, I started as a volunteer uh, with the program as uh -huh. it was uh, launching, and, and as it's evolved over time, it's become a, a full-time role for me and, and something that I'm highly dedicated towards. It's a way for me to give back to the community myself uh, and, and I'll have to find time for from, from, from my business interest outside. But they allow me to be a practitioner and allow me to be up uh, to date on the most current uh, trends in, in business and investing and hopefully allow me to deliver a, a quality uh, program for the participants. You know, that's one of the unintended consequences for me in hosting this radio show over the past four or five years is I didn't realize how much I would personally benefit from meeting and interviewing so many Orange County uh, executives and how much personally I've learned from their experiences. I'm sure being in academia as you are now and surrounding yourself with these successful entrepreneurs who are mentors, it's probably the same for you and how much you're just vicariously learning just from being in that environment. Absolutely. I've never learned more in my life. All right. Well, let's talk about the future for eVillage. I mean, where do you see it in five years? Uh, hopefully we'll see eVillage expand uh, in its offerings and also its square footage uh, and, and ultimately become a resource uh, that holds many resources and, and the disciplines that are necessary to, to help our entrepreneurs that are working on both high-tech, fast-growth uh, startups and, and some of our lifestyle startups along the way. Uh, we hope to see uh, a facility that enables uh, a meeting space for VCs. We hope to see 3D printing lab, digital arts, graphic design, uh, and, and beyond. 3D printing has been getting a lot of, maybe I'm just paying attention to it more, but it seems to me within the past year or so, the concept of 3D printing and the capabilities behind that technology is getting more and more recognition here in the country and through the media and, and other ways. That's that's an exciting technology to be able to kind of create a lab around, isn't it? It is. And, and I think one of the reasons why you're hearing that come to a crescendo is the fact that it, it's now relatively affordable. For $2,500, you can get a, a pretty state-of-the-art uh, printer that will enable you to, 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 to print out uh, that, that vision that you have as an entrepreneur and at least get started along that process of, of running a prototype. Amazing, $2,500, and probably not too long ago it was an order of magnitude more than that. I'm just guessing that, but that's sort of how technology evolves, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And on Kickstarter, uh, not too long ago, I purchased a pin for $100 that's working along similar principles, so you can see the different technologies that are available out there. 
So if someone would like to learn more about the e-village at Chapman University, how do they find out more about the program and the center? Absolutely. Two ways. Number one would be to go to our website at www.chapman.edu forward slash launch. Uh, and the other would be to contact me directly. My email is buckstein, B-U-C-K-S-T-E-I-N, at chapman.edu. Well, Christopher, I want to thank you for the time that you've spent introducing us to and my audience to the e-village at Chapman University. Continued success it, 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 as you grow and expand it. I'd like to have you back in the future here in the studio so that we can uh, talk about success stories and sort of as you expand your uh, resources for the community as well. So my producer will be back in touch with you in the future to have you on a future episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. Great. I look forward to it. Thank you, Rick. Have a good day. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to remind you that this show is here to help you make better and more informed business decisions by making you, helping you to become more aware of other resources available to you here in Orange County, California, and also the leaders across the country who are doing uh, work that can benefit you by getting to know them. If you know of a guest, a company that you would like to learn more about, as I said, <clears throat> find a contact page on our website, send us a message, we'll be happy to follow up. We've had over 700 different interviews in the five years that we've been doing the program here on octalkradio.net, broadcasting from the new studios at Tech Space Facility in Costa Mesa. And if you would like to be a guest or know someone who would like to be a guest, reach out to us and let us know. Half of our guests come from referrals from the business community, from our audience, and from past guests. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Rachel Franzi. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard, and our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltas. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show right here on octalkradio.net.